listener, welcome back to season four of A Real Page Turner with Donnie Granza and Mara Maros. I hope you had a great holiday and we are back with some changes. We will be going bi-weekly in 2023. So, Our next episode will be in two weeks. So hang with us as we make some of these changes. But we are back and ready to bring you some new books and movies. So hi, Donnie. Hello, Mara. It's good to be back in 2023, our new editions. Uh, First, uh, we have a a very special episode, and I want to dedicate this episode to my Uncle Mike, who sadly passed away on Christmas Day uh, recently. And my Uncle Mike was a very uh, wonderful uncle and family man and beloved. He was a dedicated educator in the Western Wayne school district uh, for over 30 years. He was a lover of reading and books and movies. Uh, and him and my Aunt were our big supporters of this podcast. And uh, my Uncle Mike, we, you know, shared a love of movies together. We used to always talk about movies every time we were in each other's company, like giving each other recommendations for movies and TV shows and everything. So it's real special. We will miss you, Uncle Mike. Uh, this one's for you. Yes. Thanks, Donnie. I'm so sorry for your loss. And he was a big supporter of our podcast and um, he yeah, will be missed. You. Thank you very much. Thank you. So today we are bringing you a, I think was a, a classic. Would you consider this a classic, Donnie? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, classic, uh, you know, children's book that was turned into a very popular movie that's had a number um, of different installments that we'll get into. Uh, do you want to talk a little about the book? Yeah. So we are doing Matilda by Roald Dahl which was published in 1988. It's a British novel. It really is kind of one of the most popular novels and a survey by the Big Read, a survey the Big Read by the BBC, it was voted 74th in the top 200 novels of all time. And in 2012, it was ranked 30 for all-time best children's novel. And Time Magazine listed it among the 100 best young adult novels of all time. So very popular. And, you know, I think this is something that most children have read, maybe, but I... It, you know, it's kind of a classic in that that respect. And it, it's funny, I believe, was it Roald Dahl's last uh, bo- uh, book? Because he died just two years after the book came out in 1990. Uh, but it was adapted into a, fil- uh, a film in 1996. It was written by Nicholas Kazin and Robin Swickord. And it was produced and directed by da- uh, Danny DeVito, who also had a, a role in the film playing Mr. Wormwood. And also served as the, as the film's narrator as well. The title role was very popular 90s uh, child actress uh, Mara Wilson. Also featured uh, Rhea Perlman, uh, Danny DeVito's real-life wife, and M. Beth Davids and Pam Ferris in supporting roles. So the the film was a critical success and a lot of um, earned a lot of positive reviews from uh, from critics. It, however, was not a financial success. It uh, uh, failed to recoup his budget. It had a budget of $36 million, uh, but only grossed $33.5 million at the box office, but it's kind of been uh, beloved as years gone by and gained a, follow- and gained a following. I remember I grew, uh, grew up, I was eight years old when this uh, film came, came out, and I remember, so I was very surprised that it wasn't a financial success because I remember being very popular as a, as a kid, and still to this day, like from my generation, see like me 
memes and stuff and, and people were talking about it in this movie. So Yeah, it was not his last publication. He did have things maybe we're not familiar with, maybe smaller stories that were yeah. children's, like the Min Pins and the Vicar of Nibbleswick, but things like I don't really know. But, you know, his most popular writings were, of course, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, James and the Giant Peach, and Fantastic Mr. Fox. So there's definitely some other ones that were very popular. But so Matilda was probably his most popular one was one of his last publications. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the story, I think maybe we could give like an overview, follows a young girl, Matilda, who was born quite extraordinary and, you know, really had some powers like kinetic almost. And then, uh, but was very bright and knew math and multiplication and taught herself everything because she had very disinterested parents. And then when she attends school, there's a headmaster, headmistress, Mrs. Trunchbull, who is awful, and Mrs. Honey, her yeah. teacher. And it's kind of about their friendship and, you know, kind of getting rid of Miss Trunchbull, but also having pretty disinterested parents. So it kind of follows the story yeah. of Matilda in a very short span of time. Like it doesn't follow her over her whole life. Like really only probably up to about six years old when she gets rid of Mrs. Trunchbull and finally her parents. Now she gets rid of her parents, but yeah. they leave. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, was, yeah. Um, I really liked, I don't remember seeing this movie and maybe because it came out during a time frame when I was like not in, like not of the age group for that movie. Yes. And I don't remember ever reading the book probably because I was also just on the cusp of being too old for that. But I did really enjoy the movie. I think Danny DeVito and Rhea Perlman are just great. You know, I really enjoyed their characters. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's funny. It's kind of like this film and the book. It basically describes it. It's like definitely for kids and kind of was like a little like w- wish fulfillment for kids because like the characters, the adults in the film, minus Miss Miss Honey, the adults like the parents and Trunchbull are like cartoonishly evil. Like, and it, it's kind of, you know, and I could imagine some kid, you know, some kid who probably has an overinflated sense of reality watching this and been and being like that's exactly how I is because you know his parents make him eat his vegetables or something uh but you know so you could say it's like oh it's not realistic but i thought you know it was immensely entertaining and i do love you know danny devito and rio perlman they're just you know they're great they're great in this and and i thought it was kind of funny it was like a little like juxtaposition with how like evil danny devito's character is mr wormwood and how and but yet he was also the narrator Mm -hmm. who was like explaining everything and kind of like on Matilda's side and I wonder like if anyone you know maybe kids might have been con- or anyone might have been confused like saying like why is the father acting so terribly but narrating it and so you know clearly like he's meant to be a separate narrator not narrating as Mr. Wormwood right uh, and I actually wasn't confused by that till you just said that like it honestly didn't even strike me and I don't know why maybe because I was thinking Danny DeVito the actor narrating it and then the dad being a total separate character I don't know I don't think yeah. kids would know though who Danny DeVito is even to totally be that confused. <laughs> but I don't know. Very true. But I think like some, you know, really the I thought that the movie followed the book pretty closely with, you know, some embellishments in the movie yeah. that of course are needed. But, you know, the one I think main difference is that the movie is set in America and the book is clearly a British novel. Yeah. Just by virtue of talking about way the way some things were spelled, you know, they talked about yes. they had things in pounds and just some just some vernacular that they used, you know, was more English than American. You know, they talked about going to the village where we would probably never say that in America. Um, but I mean, it's very minute. Like you still get the same. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Yeah. I wasn't really sure. Uh, 
I didn't know that the that the book was set in England, and then I was reading the one part where Mister Wormwood mentions watching the telly. So I was like, "Oh, okay, this is in, you know, this is in England," and and like you said, uh, the, like money wise, talking in pounds and that, which is a British currency. Uh, so yeah, but obviously, like that's not a big detraction or anything and it's, it's funny because uh this book the book and film was also afterwards adapted into a broadway musical that was very popular which itself was adapted into a musical version uh that actually just debuted on netflix a couple of weeks ago i haven't watched that no, I, haven't uh, and I had read that you know this film is the only one set in america the Hmm. music the broadway musical musical film and the original book are all in england i think i will i will try to watch the um the new musical version so be it would be kind of interesting yeah i heard the broadway show is fantastic i just have not it's been on my list of ones to see i just have not gotten there yeah Um, i heard it's very good but what i really liked but so one of my favorite characters in the movie i was glad she made an appearance in the book and kind of stay true to her character was lavender i love that little girl i thought she was so funny and she looked so sweet yet she was a little bit mischievous and i just really liked that character and i was glad to see that she was in the book too like she wasn't kind of created for just the movie but I really liked her character and I thought she was just a riot just like kind of understated and I just thought she was really funny you know and I think you know a lot of the other scenes were very similar like the kid eating the cake and the chokey that they put the kids in that you know the torture device and the part with the newt I thought was all very funny I think the one kind of uh, you know obviously added scene to the movie was where they go into Mrs. Trenchbull's home and try to steal back Mrs. Honey's dolls and there's that whole you know, scene where Mrs. Trunchbull is trying to find out who's in her house. And then, you know, Matilda goes back and kind of tortures her a little bit and takes yeah. back the doll. You know, that's all they added to the movie. But I think mm-hmm. it works because it, it's one of those things that enhances the movie, even though it's yes. not in the book, and, but it yes. stays true to what the movie really has done. Yes. I have, it's, um, it's funny because that adds like a bit of suspense as, you know, the part where they're in the house and, you know, Trunchbull knows that someone's in there and they're chasing after each other and it's like you know as an adult i'm watching it and you get kind of some anxiety over it or something that's very you know much for i can imagine like on a kid level that's kind of like like a like a big chase scene in a movie movie or something but and it's funny about the doll miss honey's doll is called like i think like a lissy doll and that and i realized that that was actually kind of a little um nod to rolled doll's wife that her name was uh, Felicity, but was called Lissy. Oh. Uh, and uh, she, um, and I didn't realize this until the end credits, because at, at the end, the credits come up and it says produced by, and it was Lissy Doll. Obviously, Doll is spelled a different way, a different way. But I thought, oh, that, you know, that's a nice little nod, nice little nod. And she was a little Easter egg in there. Yeah. That's so, neat. So, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so I imagine that's probably why they added that added that in there. I think though, Mrs. Trunchbull is very portrayed the same way in both the movie and the book. But I find her yes. to be when I was watching the movie. I thought she is kind of one of the best worst villains of all time, right? Like she is a villain character and I don't know why you don't hear people talk about them more. 
because like I think she's so well done as a yes. villain, right? Like and that's why I say the best worst because she is a terrible villain, but she's so good at it. And I wonder why, like, I don't ever remember being threatened that I would be sent to the school for Mrs. Trunchbull. And I feel like that would be like a terrifying threat. If you said that, like, that's not, I don't know if people say that, but she was, and you know, it's funny. And I, what I find is that in this book and in, in the movie that really, I mean, she did get her comeuppance, but she was never really held you know, accountable because kids were afraid. So they kind of ran her out of town, which was pretty funny. But the parents, I mean, they kind of got away with everything yeah. and just yeah, left. Well, but what I find funny is that I think in other movies, you would find that very sad. But in this movie, like Matilda really didn't get sad to that. So you kind of were protected from that. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's funny with her. And there was one thing in the book that I noticed. There was a line that one of the kids, when Matilda was talking with other uh, with the other students, and uh, where she's kind of questioning Trunchbull, like how awful she is. And they tell and they tell her, it's like, well, you know, we try to tell our parents, but they don't believe us. And the method to her madness is that she is so over the top, does things so unbelievably horrible that it's just they wouldn't believe it. That, you know, if she had like kind of been somewhat restrained, like just was like just terrible and yelled or did something that then the parents would be concerned. But and they're talking, you know, they go home and tell their parents that Miss Trunchbull, you know, grabbed a a girl by her ponytails and threw her out the window, parents would be like, oh, that's ridiculous. No, no one would ever do that. <coughs> and, so yeah. the, and and it's funny how, you know, they uh, they don't say that in the film. They just say, uh, when she questions it, they go, uh, the one uh, classmate just says, it's like, well, would, you, would your parents believe that? And they're like, no. No, they wouldn't. Uh, and then later on, at the scene with the cake, you know, where she makes the boy eat the whole cake after he stole a slice. And then because the kids were cheering him on, she makes them stay five hours after school. And, you know, we saw it happen happening and saw like why she was doing that but then later on she comes home you know and the fa father says well where were you and she said we had to stay late at school because some kid ate a cake which is a true statement but just sounds ridiculous on the surface so kind of comes together it's like oh you know everything she does sounds too too ridiculous that no one believes no one believes the kid kids so yeah it's it's interesting that that's kind of the way it plays out yeah but i think going back to like the parents and matilda it's funny that it's not like emotional that her parents are treating her so poorly right because i think as an adult like you get mad about that but at the way Matilda kind of, I don't know, kind of gets back at them. And she doesn't do necessarily all the things in the book that she does in the movie to them. Like she glues the hat on to him, which is hilarious, but and dies his, I think she dies his hair in the book too. But she doesn't, I don't think she blows up the television with her powers in the book, only in the movie. But it's funny the way she's kind of unemotional about the neglect she's experiencing in both the book and the movie. So as a, as a viewer, you're like kind of not getting upset for her either because she's not showing that emotion. Because really, they're pretty mean and abusive. But yes, <laughs> you know, you don't necessarily hone in on that because of the way the story is told and the movie, because you're kind of just cheering for her, you know, as she kind of does some mischievous, and I want to say strikes revenge because that sounds very dark and there's nothing dark about it just kind of some of her pranks <laughs> that yeah, she does knocking them down a peg <laughs> right right knocking them down a peg which is pretty funny yeah you know and at the end she gets what she wants she gets to go live, live with miss honey and is rid of her parents yeah and it's funny that the one also difference i know in the in the movie is that the father's like illegal business dealings are a much um, more prominent part of the movie than the 
book, you know, because you have the care, um, you have the two FBI agents who are staking them out. Uh, the one is played by Paul Paul Rubens of uh, Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> yeah, fame. I had to look. Th- I'm like, I think that's Pee Wee Herman when I was watching it. Yes, I was like, oh my god, the, the, I was, you know, I I I did enjoy their characters. I thought that they were fun and they were funny and and that and how you know Matilda instantly knew that they were cops and yeah. the parents were so oblivious and thought that you know really believed that they were speedboat salesmen. And it was kind of funny. Now you don't really get that in the book. In the book, now at the very end, it's a you know they say that they're moving, um, they're moving out of the country, and that's another big diff, another big difference. Uh, that the in the book they're moving to Spain, but in the movie they move, they want to move to Guam, which I think was just kind of fu- funny, and just the way that the mother says Guam, it just made yeah. me laugh. And I think it's you know plus obviously going from the book in place in England in the movie in, in America so you gotta think of the logist, logistics that they wouldn't be moving to Spain move somewhere closer you know so Guam makes more it makes more sense um, yeah I did really like the FBI characters and the fact that Matilda knew who they were I kept saying to the parents it's the FBI and they're like no 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 they're still like both like I thought that was really funny and just again kind of showed their naivety and how dumb they were and how astute she was and that they really paid no attention to her at all like it was just another kind of example of that through the movie which I thought was really funny yeah I thought that was interesting I was re- um I, w- I was reading about I, I was reading about this and one uh, you know one common theme themes like throughout the book like and I think the book and the in the movie that I think like you send a good message about learning and reading and or something I think it's you know wonderful for kids that you know here's this little girl who just wants to read and wants to learn and enjoys it and I think it just sends like a really a really good message and and um very much you know definitely something we support yeah and i think the interesting is like you know your librarian in the movie and in the book was your typical kind librarian right like she helped matilda she gave her books she encouraged her to read she didn't really question what she was reading like i thought that was you know a good portrayal of the librarian in both of them and how she really you know was kind to her and gave her as the library a safe place for her to come and then you know talk talk to her about the library she could take books home and you see her taking all these books home um and i thought that was like really sweet in both of them how that happened yeah yeah i actually wasn't expecting to like this as much as i did yeah i think it's just overall just really sweet and, and it, it's funny that the movie had a nice little nod like there was a part where matilda's reading and the father confronts her and she's reading the book the book moby dick and the father rips it out and obviously makes a little joke on the title and calls it you know filth probably because what it's called and rips it apart and then at the very end with her with Miss Honey and you know Matilda uses her powers to bring uh, the book over um, over to her in bed and you see that the book is is Moby Dick and uh, so it's just kind of like a nice nice little nod there um, um, you know what I thought was different and I don't know if they necessarily said this in the book no I'm sorry in the movie but in the book at the end it's kind of like Matilda's never going to use those powers again to tilt things over or get what she wants or play a prank on somebody because she feels like at the end of the book, it's basically like, okay, she's safe now with Miss Honey. Mrs. Trunchbull's gone. Her parents are gone. And now she doesn't feel that she can use that kinetic energy to move things or, you know, kind of teach somebody a lesson. And at the end of the book, it's kind of like those no longer exist. Like she says, like she can't feel that kind of energy behind her eyes and anything, which I don't know that the movie necessarily spells that out. Yeah. 
But no, um, I know that you know Dan DeVito's the narrator said uh, says something and being like now she something about how her no no longer need the those power those powers mm. and, then, and then he showed this scene with the book with the the book and he says something I was like well it's like almost almost never or something okay Just, yeah. So, yeah, and it's interesting because, like, she was able to do things, like, when she got angry. Like, there was the part where she was, like, telling her father to yell at her so she could slam mm-hmm. the door. So she needed to get that anger. So, obviously, without these um, horrible people out of her life, you know. But in the book, she them, didn't need to be angry. She kind of just did it. She uh, she practiced at it and just kind of did it in the book. But in the movie, she in the movie, she needed to be angry. So that was a little bit of a difference. Yeah. Again, you know, nothing that's going to make you go, oh, this is terrible. Ad- this is a terrible yeah. adaptation. And I think it's a very good adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, definitely. And I thought Mara Wilson was really good. Like she was like, she was kind of like the go-to child star of the nineties or something. Yeah. I really like her. Yeah. Cause I love She's- Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she did Mrs. Doubtfire, and then she did the American Thirty Fourth Street remake, and then and then Matilda, and then I think you know she doesn't really act anymore. She's kind of doing her own thing, but uh, definitely was like the go-to child star of the nineties. Yeah, I really um, like her. Yeah, very spunky and precocious. Yes. Best I can describe her. Yes. Anything else we want to talk about? Oh, no, no. Just, you know, just reiterating the points that, you know, both were very good. And even though this is a book and a movie for children, I think can be enjoyed. Everyone as an adult, I really, uh, really didn't enjoy it also. Yeah, I did too. And I really liked this and I, you know, didn't know that uh, I would. So that's good. (laughs) I was a little surprised, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Good way to kick off 2023. That's right. So we will be back on January 22nd with a new episode. And until then, uh, listener, uh, keep reading. And Uncle Mike, keep watching over us. 